tonight on Whiskey Waffle. It's like a meal where you're only having salt and pepper. Damn it, I wanted it to be more gimmicky. Dad, stop saying the word bougie. I like how we've sort of skipped Christmas dinner and proceeded straight to being slightly drunk and sitting on the couch. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Hello boys and girls, my name is Elf Nick. And my name is Elf Ted. And we are the Whiskey Waffle Elves here with the express purpose of spreading Christmas cheer to you all. And there is absolutely no suggestion that we are here against our will and that our families are being held hostage. <laughs> uh, so, Elf Ted, shall we, uh, shall we spread some Christmas cheer by maybe getting some presents ready for all of our loyal listeners? Uh, let's ask Santa what he has in mind. Great idea. I'll go find him. Santa! 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 What? Now, Elf Nick! What? Elf what? Nick, terrible news! What is it? The Christmas spirit is in Santa. Y- yes, and? All the Christmas spirit. <gasps> He's blind drunk. Ah, that, that was always a chance of happening. Oh, but the boys and girls will be so disappointed. Whatever shall we do, Elf Ted? Well, Elf Nick, hmm, we need a plan. Wait, you know what? What? If it's good enough for Santa, it's good enough for everyone. What? Let's raid the bar. Ah, Good plan, Elf Ted, good plan. Let's stuff some stockings with stupendous Scottish drams. Scottish drams, that Christmas spirit gets everywhere. Hey, you know, I wonder if this is why Rudolph's nose is always red. Ah, you could be onto something there, but you know what, I think this is the ideal solution. I think this is perfect. In fact, as we all know, whiskey is the greatest gift of all. In fact... I've actually composed a song about it, and I'd like to play it for you now. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one thing that I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want it for my own. More than you could ever know Make my wish come swiftly All I want for Christmas Is whiskey I don't want a lot for Christmas There's just one thing that I need I don't care about the eggnogs up beneath the Christmas tree I don't need a Christmas stocking Or a sign saying Santa stop Santa Claus won't make me happy Without a trip to the bottle shop I just want a little taste To make sure it won't go to waste Make my wish come swiftly All I want for Christmas is whiskey This Christmas, I don't need a Christmas self. I just want a special bottle to sit up there upon my shelf. I should make a list and send it to St. Nick or to St. Ted. Asking for some Tazzy whiskey made in somebody's back shed. Cause I just want a dram night, one or two, a whole flight. Make my wish come swiftly. All I want for Christmas is whiskey. Ooh, oh. It's an easy present, so difficult to botch. Go to the bottle or for a bourbon or a scotch. Then everyone is drinking. My brain cells are shrinking. Santa, won't you bring me the thing you really need? Would you please bring some whiskey to me? Want a lot for Christmas Just one thing you can't surpass The only Christmas pudding I need Is one that's served in a glass I just want a little taste To make sure it won't go to waste Make my wish come swiftly All I want for Christmas Is whiskey All I 
want for Christmas is whiskey. Well, Elf Nick, nice work on the song. Ah, oh, cheers, man. Cheers, man. I, I, I've got to, got to admit, I miss the Elf voice, though. I think we should do that for the entire podcast. <laughs> oh, everyone would love it. <laughs> they would love it for the first 30 seconds, which is, that's why what we did. Welcome along, fellow wafflers. This is the 2022 Christmas special of the Whiskey Waffle Podcast. If you hadn't kind of picked that up from the uh, intro. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas special is where all the random stuff comes out, including some uh, songs, some games, some skits. Actually, we um we did perform that skit a few days ago. Yeah, it was a great afternoon. We did our whiskey waffle Christmas event down at the chapel, and yeah, it was a it was a really fun event. Six um, drams, um, mystery drams. We um we disguised them in a Christmas stocking. Um, we also hid the bottles from sight. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was a good good day uh, stuffing some stockings there. Yeah, um, good times. Yeah. Nicholas, I have obviously been a bad boy this year. Why? There's no, no presents under your tree? No, no, no. I have I have received a lump of coal. Care oh, of dear. me. Yeah, okay. Self-Santa. i got to love good old self-Santa. It's yeah. that time of year. I've already I've, I've already invested my self Santa. Um, this wasn't your main self Santa, was it? This was more of an impulse buy. No, this, by this Dan was Murphy's. an impulse buy. I was so tell our listeners about this one. I was I was like a robin redbreast in the uh, winter snow, attracted by a bunch of holly ah. um, berries. Redbreast, twelve year old? No, not quite. That that uh, that would have made much more sense. No, yeah. instead of, instead I was attracted to the bush, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, there was a a, a bright, cheery looking bottle. Bushmills 16-year-old on sale at Uncle Dan's. It had some beautiful new packaging. It looked very schmick. Um, what was it, about 115 bucks. 115 Well, it is a 16-year-old. Yeah, 16 years old. All looks good. It's a uh, single malt. Three wood. Yeah, it's three wood, single malt. Um, Triple cask. Yeah, so not, not pot still. Um, Oloroso, bourbon, and finished in port pipes. And, uh, I mean, we'll go with it. It's okay. It's it's fine. Mm. It's it's not quite got what I was hoping for. Um, what were you hoping for? Oh no, just a bit more, really. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's just a bit bland. I'm sure we've all been there, uh, fellow listeners. You've bought a bottle that you thought looked really exciting in the shop and got it home, cracked it open, and yeah, it just didn't quite live up to those expectations. It's not like a a clunker. It's just it's just a bit. Same. Yeah, I think I would have liked maybe a bit more sweetness on the palate. Mm-hmm. It's a bit sort of a little bit dry, but a little bit nothingy on the palate, and the nose is a bit light too. It's just yeah, it needs to pump it up a bit. I think maybe if it had gone up to like a forty-three percent, and you just got a bit of that extra alcohol zing, mm. it might have done it. But you know, you know what? I actually think, and this might be me just completely blocking certain bottles out of my mind but i can't think off the top of my head of a whiskey i've had that has been matured in bourbon sherry and port mm. i'm sure there's probably some that they don't actually state what's been matured in but like to advertise three casks like ockentoshin they have two different types of sherry Balvenie, uh yeah i don't think port in? was involved i don't no. think port was involved probably bourbon and sherry yeah mm. i don't know that it's for its benefit no, but maybe this is what they did. They they end up with a 15-year-old barrel that was not quite doing it for them, so they're stuck in some port pipes and hope for the best. See, what the problem is, is they've gone bourbon, mm. fine. That's that's giving you the underneath body. Oloroso, that, the dry sort of sherry finish. But instead of putting PX in there, mm. they've used port. Yeah, the PX would be the more classical sort of... And the PX, I Option. think, would have given it that bit of sweet base, mm. which it's missing. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, so that might be one for our listeners to avoid. Please do. Right. Right. What is else is happening this Christmas episode? What is on our groaning table? The Christmas episode is a mishmash. We've recorded a whole bunch of sections throughout the year that haven't made it into podcasts. Um, so we are going to be releasing them throughout the course of this episode. So there's not going to be the classic format of the waffle, the whiskey, and some other games. We're just going to get straight in with some of the random stuff. Yeah. I like how we've sort of skipped Christmas dinner and proceeded straight to um, being slightly drunk and sitting on the couch. 
basically that's how we live our lives isn't it so um, at least when we get the chance yeah speaking of christmas dinner though i think that i hear some noise in the kitchen and mum may have the turkey ready oh yes it is time for some fresh meat fresh meat fresh meat well nicholas i'd like to say that on the whole the japanese people mm. Are generally a sort of a hard-working, studious, hard-working to a fault. Like, I mean, they'll they've got this thing where they it, it's actually honourable to fall asleep at your uh, desk because you've been working so hard. Yeah, that, well, that's good because that often happens at about eleven thirty at night when I'm still editing the podcast, getting yeah. ready today. Yeah, um, and yeah, what if any listeners have picked up on any of the um, things that have snuck through while I've been sort of half asleep? Anyway. <laughs> Um, and yeah, they're, they're generally like pretty straight laced, very, very sort of um, rigid, um, elegant, traditional culture. I feel that this is leading somewhere in the opposite direction. They are also, on the complete flip side, batshit crazy. <laughs> like, if you've ever watched Japanese late night TV. Oh, yeah. They just go wild, man. It is it is like just madness. I think I think it's because they have such such a sort of a, a straight laced culture in general. Like when they when they sort of uh, kick their shoes off mm. and um, relax, like they really go for it. Literally, in the case of the Japanese game shows, yeah, no, it, it, it's wild. Um, which brings me on to our whiskey that we are trying for our fresh meat. So Japanese, Japanese, cool. indeed, good stuff. Let, let's say that the Yamazaki mm. is your uh, sort of um, business, straight-laced businessman or your uh, sort of samurai culture tea garden thing. Yeah. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all my Japanese uh, things mixed up. Yeah, the, yeah. the Umiki, pa- on the other hand, is the wild side. Ah, uh, yeah. Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. Of, uh, of the whiskey scene. It deliberately sort of lathers itself up in oil. And then um, slides slides down a um, a slope and crashes into someone else's bum. Like, it, it, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd watch that too. Okay, so well, let's talk about sort of the stuff that isn't so weird. Uh, it's forty six percent. Yep, that's pretty good. It's a product of Japan. It's got a nice blue label. Mm. Um, the thing that is weird about it though mm. is it is the world's first. Oh, here we go. Ocean fused. Ocean-fused whiskey finished in pine barrels. What? Okay, so there's a lot to dissect there. Where shall we? Let's begin with ocean-fused. To honour the life-giving ocean and that the long-living pine tree that graces the coasts of Japan, we blended pure filtered ocean water. Okay, so f- filtered in the sense that it's not got floaties in there, but I bet that's as salty it- as heck. Well, is it? I mean, have they have they used reverse osmosis to take uh, the well, the maybe. salt out as well? Pure filtered ocean water with local oceanside malt whiskies and whiskies in reserve, whatever that means. So, so we've got some local oceanside malt whiskies and whiskies in reserve. Some of their other distilled stuff, stuff that, that they blend just in, kept yeah. back after finishing in pine barrels. <sighs> Okay, so let's talk pine barrels now. Let's talk pine barrels. So obviously it's finished in pine barrels, so it's probably matured in American oak for a while. Pine barrels. So pine is not the most common um, maturation material, is it? For a number of reasons. Do pine barrels actually work? Well, they must do something. I yeah, mean, well, obviously, obviously they they trap the liquid. I just wondered if they're waterproof enough to really yeah, make a good barrel. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that. Although, then again, do you get Tons made out of Oregon pine, mm. don't you? So they must have, but so tons must... tons tend to be have like a very thick wall. Whereas... Yeah. yeah, well, obviously someone's made some barrels out of it, and gosh, they're gonna taste different to yeah. American oak or any sort of oak. So this sustainable process gave a hint of sea breeze on the nose and a, a soothing okay. freshness to the, in the finish. To our Umiki Ocean Tree Blend. Ah, there you go. Umiki Ocean Tree Blend. <laughs> we are committed to inspire and share the value of living in harmony with our beautiful planet for the lifetime of Umiki. Umiki. I mean, do they do normal releases as well? Or? God knows. Huh. I hope not. Yeah, just this is their flagship. Um, interesting. So that is the context. 
salt water infused, we can only assume, and with a bit of pine finish. Yeah, look, it, it's weird ski fodder. It is, and it smells It smells interesting. It doesn't, like, possibly an old Putney slightly gone astray, but it I mean, it smells a bit oceany. Yeah. It doesn't immediately slap me in the face with salt water or um, roger me with, with a pine. <laughs> no, but maybe a, maybe a little, a little bit fishy. I'm not put off, but I'm not not one over either. So I better yeah. I have to have a sip to a all right to a make up. Let's have a try. I'm definitely salty. I get salt now. I get salt too. Yeah, I don't get much pine. No, I was gonna say disappointingly normal. <laughs> yeah, I mean you could probably convince me it's a sort of um, it's it's a, a non ocean aged tree finished. Yeah, uh, tree finished. <laughs> They're all tree finished. Um. Pine tree finished. Yeah, a non-peated west coast um, mm. of Scotland sort of dram. It's not really subtle on the palate. Like it's, I think it's a one-trick pony really with that salt. Yeah, it's it's quite a thing. forthright dram. Forty-six percent, like you said. It's not smooth in any way. It's still quite challenging. Like you, you, you chew on it, it's 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 fairly meaty. Mm. Maybe a bit tough. So I'm, I'm, I'm using, working my teeth on it. Using filtered seawater is that does that save on depleting land water resources? <laughs> I think it's part of their flavor gimmick, or yeah, yeah. They've obviously done something with it, but mm. Mm. you've described Bunahaven as taking a mouthful of seawater before. Um, this maybe is a bit more literal. Yeah, but so perhaps the pine just adds a bit of spice. It doesn't mm. doesn't really um like impart any of that sort of, I don't know. Maybe they're using uh, Californian rules. Yeah, just a day. Yeah. A day in a big old vat. I mean, overall, I like it. Yeah, I don't dislike it. I don't love it. I, and and I quite like salty coastal sort of drams. This one is almost a bit, doesn't have the, I'm going to say it doesn't have the balance right because that's um that's perhaps a bit unfair. It's It's just... Maybe it doesn't have enough of other characters to to balance it out. It's it's like a it's like a meal where the seasoning hasn't been put in. They've just no no. It's like a meal where you're only having salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no, none of the actual food. No, that, I mean that's unfair as well. But yeah, it's probably it's probably not enough to support this um interesting character. Mm, it's interesting. Ah, damn it! I wanted it to be more gimmicky. Yeah, almost the reason you bought it. Yeah, I, I wanted it to. Like challenge me, and make me go. Wow, what is that? That yeah. is so weird. Whereas this, yeah, is is it's it's more just sort of a normalish whiskey. Mm. That if I wasn't told by the bottle <laughs> that it was salty tree. Interestingly, I um I wouldn't have picked Japan mm. if you'd given me this blind. I would have. I would definitely have gone Scotland. Yeah, me too. And yeah, coastal um. But I don't think it tastes like Bunahaven necessarily. Nah. Bunahaven's got a much nicer subtlety, but maybe closer to Old Putney. Yeah, see, maybe this, maybe that's what it needs—a bit of like I don't know. Let's let let's throw it out here, like smoked seaweed mm. or something, just to uh, yeah, give just it a bit of a bit of body umami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is um, umami for the umiki. Yeah, <laughs> fun thing to talk about. Yeah, no, and it's something that is often present in. Coastal drams, um, like Springbank, for example, would just just have a lot more going on than mm. just this. But you could probably feed me this and tell me it was Springbank, and I believe you because I'm a gullible sucker. But yeah, I, I think you know it's an easy one to to be fooled on. So yeah, yeah. credit to them. It's it's an entirely acceptable dram, mm. but I would have liked to be sitting sort of late at night, slightly drunk watching something entirely bizarre <laughs> on late night SBS TV beams straight from Japan. Um, it's just not quite vibing on that for me. No, no. But it'll be interesting to see what others make of it. Mm. And I think we're going to give that opportunity out there. Speaking of others, so this is your bonus Christmas dram. Merry Christmas, Patreons. Merry Christmas. Yeah, tell us what you think. If you haven't eaten your carrier pigeon for Christmas lunch... Grab it out, strap a message to its leg and send it over, um, and we'll be interested to hear what you think of the umiki. Well, hang on, wait. Is it the first ocean-infused whiskey 
Is it the first pine finished whiskey, or is it only the first ocean infused pine finished whiskey? I'm going to do the first uh, Tabasco infused celery top pine aged whiskey. Yep. Um, and that'll be the first one. First very one? First. Hopefully the only one. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a very good combination. Whiskey. Would you rather? Nicholas. Yes, Teddy boy. How you doing? I'm good. I have a whiskey would you rather for you. Excellent. And Excellent. being Christmas, it is a Christmas themed whiskey oh, okay. would you rather. I am ready. I'm, well, I'm as ready as Rudolph was when he got the call. Yeah. Being the silly season, it's nothing too difficult either. It's oh, yeah. it's it's a bit of a silly one, but uh, yeah. anyway, Nicholas, mm. whiskey would you rather? Would you rather at Christmas time sit around a crackling fire in a in a cold, snowy country, big snowdrifts outside? You're, you're sort of sitting there in your in your Christmas jumper, all the disgusting patterns on there. <laughs> um, with your scarf and your Christmas hat, and you're sitting around drinking drinking a tasty dram, or would you rather be sitting around in a hot, bright, warm climate, wearing your uh, wearing your Christmas Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> Christmas hat on still, yep, drinking your dram and uh, enjoying the heat? Ah, uh, Northern Hemisphere versus Southern Hemisphere. Eh? What, what what's what's the best Christmas drinking weather? Yeah, and and you make. Uh, an intriguing discussion point, and I reckon a lot of people around the world will have very strong opinion. Opinions. Opinions. They will also have very. Strong I have opinions. strong opinions. <laughs> yeah. I reckon lots of people have different opinions, certainly contrasting ones, and they will defend them to their dying day. Well, to to use to use a university question, uh, exam question, um, uh, phrasing. Compare and contrast. Mm. Yeah, so let's talk about the north. Let's talk about a cold... The north. The north. Um, a cold, chilly, sheltering inside sort of Christmas. Snow outside. I mean, so many Christmas traditions are all centred around winter. We talk about, um, you know, dreaming of a white Christmas or a winter wonderland or chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Like, it is the commercialised version of Christmas is, is snow on the, on the ground outside. Um, of course, we've... We've never really grown up with that. We have the complete opposite of backyard cricket and um, cold meats and just hanging outside with um, family. So it's a completely different experience. And I'm sure both are completely special. But which is better? Mm. And which would you rather drink a dram? Well, exactly. That's the other part of it. So coming into the whiskey side of the equation, whiskey is certainly considered by most of the world as a warming drink, something that keeps you warm. Um, so think of a, especially like a peated dram or a cask strength dram, something that's going to warm me up and keep you warm. And I absolutely think that winter is considered by most as the ideal time to be drinking whiskey. Unless, of course, you're one of two whiskey wafflers. <clears throat> or, uh, or about 16 or 17. We've got a few official wafflers these days. Um, shout out to you guys. So... We drink whiskey all year round, mm. and we find whiskey for every season. And uh, over we're like the years, James Bond. yeah, <laughs> we are men for all seasons, or at least wafflers for all seasons. Yeah, and so we 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 do find whiskey that is weather appropriate. What would you consider to be a summer appropriate dram, Ted? Anik. Yeah, uh, Craig and more. But I, yeah, I, something light and space id or space id esque. Mm, yeah, yeah. I actually quite like drinking Helly's Road at Christmas time. Weirdly enough. Mm. Yeah, it is a different sort of time um, in terms of pairing with foods. Um, a lot of wines come out at Christmas time. Yeah, that's 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 what happens when you get family together. Yeah, all, all the wines, all the whining, yeah. But no, I've actually found a few tazzy drops over the last mm. few years. Um, there's been some Tibbs um, or some Hartwoods, and this year, um, Self Santa has uh, has been looking after me and brought me an Overeem. Ah, nice. Self Santa is good Santa. Yeah, it's not um, a man for all seasons, but it's a man of promise. Mm, that is a that is a very good Santa. Mm. Um, we are we are talking about an interesting little subtle point here, though. Like we would say, like summer whiskey would be yeah, as we said, like a, something spicy, something light. But we're talking about Christmas Day here. Mm. Are you going to drink that light, um, bourbony straw like? Whiskey, or are you going to go for something rich and sherried and 
uh, or porty and yeah. the get all, all that, the Christmas fruits. Yeah, yeah. The answer to that, Ted, is I'm going to do both. <laughs> going to start so, off with the uh, lighter ones. Plan. And then, uh, move on, move on. And uh, when it comes down to it, dude, when it comes down to it, um, I actually think that I can make the whiskeys work for the weather and I prefer a sunny Christmas. I prefer, um, yeah, just a just a nice day that you can get out and test out those new bicycles. Um, a day that you can um, have your Christmas ham. You can have a glass of sparkling. You can uh, go and have a, a round of backyard cricket or a quits. I'm actually the world's worst quits player. It's um, the most frustrating game in the world, but it's a, somewhat of a Christmas tradition up here. But yes, um, Finska. Finska's the the new one. Mm. That's um, that's much better than quits. Um, yeah, but no, it's it's very much. Um, I would. Like I'd, I'd happily have a winter Christmas as a change up, once in a blue moon. But no, I'm all about summer Christmas. So the whiskey I can make work, and I'll uh, I'll go for the summer every time. Nice one. Well, people, what would you do? Would you would you go for a beautiful white winter Christmas, having your dram huddled up next to the fire inside, or are you gonna be a bogan and get out there in your uh, in your singlet, get the cricket bat out? Have a dram in hand while you tonk some balls. Yep. Ned's in one hand, a bit of 4X in the other. Yep. <laughs> That's how we Where's roll. Where's your cricket bat? <laughs> I was just really pleased to see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I appreciate, Ted? Me. Yep. Um, and just more generally, other people as well. Really? Human, human beings in general. Are you they're, sure? They're, yeah, I, I am sure. They're a good bunch. And this was proved to us the other day because we actually got to spend a bit of time hanging out with one of our Patreons. Uthred, the Viking. Yes. Um. So, Uthred, well, drinking I mean, buddy. Some call him Tim. <laughs> some call him Tim, yeah. So, um, Uthred was... um. Yeah, he's a drinking buddy of ours, and he, um, no, he's a tasting panelist. He's a tasting panelist. Oh, he's one of the elite. Um, so he was down traveling around Tassie, um, visiting distilleries, checking out the um, beautiful landscape inspired by our episode where we talked about traveling around Tassie. Um, yeah, and um, he shot us a message and said, hey, I'm down at this date. What are you doing? And I'm like, hanging out with you. And mm. yeah, that's exactly what happened. We met up at Helly's Road, and yeah, in the end, went out for some... Um, Went out for some beers and then came back and chilled with some drams. And it was a fantastic night. So shout out to uh, to Uhtred. Um And uh, yeah, it was it was really nice hanging out with that guy um, for the evening. And actually, he, he left you with a, a certain beautiful something, which we've got in our glass now, Teddy Boy. Yes, indeed. He was quite drunk at that point when he pissed in that glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that, that was like the, the time where he gave you the bottle, Teddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, we he left us with a little bit of Starwood, small batch. Because like, he's a Melbourne boy, so yeah. proud of his local crew. And um, why wouldn't you be? Because it's a wonderful distillery. Project Munich Malt. Munich Specialty Malt. Malt Series. So Munich Malt. So a different type of um, malted barley, of course, uh, made famous in Germany. I've used dark Munich quite a lot, and it's a lot more biscuity than, say, a standard sort of Pilsner Malt or a Pale Malt. Mm. Uh, well, this Munich malt whiskey was one of our, okay, Starwoods, not ours, first malt experiments back in 2016 at our Essendon Fields Distillery. You have been there. I have. I have not. I no, never will. You never will, yeah. Uh, we sourced some incredible local dark Munich malt for this trial distillation run and were blown away by the toasted bready notes. To help the spirit shine, we fully matured this whiskey in ex-bourbon casks that were sourced from Heaven Hill and Maker's Mark distilleries. There you go. So it's a Munich malt and it's exclusively bourbon casks. All of these mm. things are very rare for Starwood. I did look at it and notice the colour was a bit lighter. Yeah. Which is actually beautiful. 55% as well. Oh. Uh, pre- prepare to call me crazy, Ted. All right. He's ready. It's on the, the tip of his tongue. Get any of their, their ginger beer cask coming through here. He's crazy! Yeah. No, I don't disagree, actually. It's a bit more of a like a ginger biscuit. Mm, yeah, ginger nut snap or something. Mm. It's not bad, really, is it? Yeah, no, intriguing. No, like sorry. It, it, is, it is excellent. Bloody delicious. Thank yeah. you, Trent. No, it's like, um, you know, the, the ginger beer cask is so full on in one direction, whereas this just has a slight hint of it, which is all you need, really. This is more uh, um, 30, seconds, 30 seconds to summer. <laughs> 
sure we'll go with that. That's a it's a combination of five seconds of summer and thirty seconds of Mars. Is it? Oh damn it! I knew I knew the number was wrong, but you you know that I'm not good at math. So no, I'll, I want to see Jared Leto and and Luke Hemmings do a duet now. Well, if any of you lot are down in Tasmania and want to hang out, please shoot us a carrier pigeon. You know what? Uh, Adrian Graham said that he's coming down in January. What Adrian Graham's coming down? Yeah, he was I'd originally going to catch the, that yeah. Night. He was originally going to catch the ferry, but um, the ferry was booked, so he's had to fly into Hobart. So he's not sure if he'll make it up our direction oh, or not. No. Oh yeah, I'd love to hang out with that guy. Yeah, yeah, absolute legend. Did you know that he is actually the one of the founders of Australia's favourite whiskey podcast, according to his own marketing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Did uh did have a chuckle, Adrian? Did have a chuckle. Good times. Um, and yeah, great to hang out with people. Mm. And that's what we do it for. Sharing a dram. We do it digitally. We do it online. Thanks, everyone, for listening. But, uh, yeah, we'd love to do it in person as well. So keep in touch, Wafflers. Keep in touch. Cleon, you're not on the Patreon, but come back down. Yeah. It's about time. It's about time. From the Spirit Sack. Nicholas. Yeah. You know what I hate? Talking about Christmas in November. Well, yes. I hate Christmas in general, but <laughs> Christmas in November particularly annoys me. But... We are coming up towards the uh, silly season, as it were. And so I think this is a good time to uh, bust out Santa's sack. Hey, hey, hey! Usually it's just a mailbag. All right. But <laughs> I've put a little bit of tinsel around it. I like it! And so it's now now a festive sack. Oh, let loose, honey! So anyway, the reason that I bring this up is because we have had an letter... Oh, a letter to Santa. No, to us. Oh, to Even us. Even better than Excellent. Santa. I was going to say, I'm getting a bit of grey in my beard these days, so I could yeah. pass off as Santa. Yes, we have we have had a letter from um, one of our listeners, uh, Kate Studento. Oh. Um, now, Kate Kate uh, sent us a, um, a letter saying, def- definitely a letter, no digital involvement <laughs> here at all. It was a carrier pigeon, Ted. It was yeah, it was a carrier pigeon. pigeon. She, she released it. It was great. But anyway, Kate said, My husband is an avid follower, but does not have Facebook or Messenger. Loves his whiskey. Wondering if you guys could look at some advent calendars. Value for money, decent slash top shelf whiskeys on offer. Provide some guidance to us non-whiskey drinkers who are looking at Christmas gifts, etc. Steer us in the right direction. Um. So yeah, let's, let's have a little chat about some advent calendars well um yes i can absolutely say that i'm the complete right person to give advice on this having never owned a whiskey advent calendar in my life mm. now i have owned a whiskey advent calendar uh i can't remember which one it was white possum, wasn't it yeah i think it might have been a white possum um yes and i did i i was actually very good on the review front that christmas season and i was very hard on myself and did a very short review on each um, dram that I got, got out of it. But that process yeah. might have been what killed Whiskey Waffles' blog. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We don't, must, know, don't know if you did a rev- an article after that. But. We, we must get back to it. So we're offering commercial advice then, Ted. What what can you recommend? As someone well, someone's experienced that Whiskey Advent calendar before. The, the first Whiskey uh, calendar that I want to mention is the um, White Possum Australian Whiskey Advent calendar. That's the one you've done, Ted. Um, yes, but this one... I, I like. One. I'd just like to show you this year's um this year's picture on the front. Oh, it's got a well, it's got a bird. I think it's a magpie. Um, but a it's green got magpie. A, a green magpie. It's got this like, radioactive magpie. Bright bright green coloring on the wings. It's yeah. it's really cool looking. Yeah. Um. Anyway, this one is to quote twenty five drams of small batch Australian whiskey crammed into one thrilling advent calendar for adults. <laughs> it's got sex toys in there too. <laughs> Unfortunately, they've run out of stock. Mm. So, yeah, well, this is a problem with us talking about it in November. Mm. I think, I think with uh, we'll talk about it for next Christmas. Kate, next Christmas, you're going to have all these amazing recommendations. Yeah, uh, do so they say what's in it? Or like, is it spoilers for us to talk about? There, what's there in the are calendar? there are some spoil. So they do give a spoiler alert. They don't give everything, but so it's it's all obviously Australian whiskies. Um, I can give you. Just a give run- me a couple. I'll give you. I'll give you a few. So there's some cheap sun in there. Yep. There's some uh, Tib. Yep, very nice. Uh, Yak Creek, Overeem, Iron House, and Whippersnapper. Yeah. I and did. many, many more yeah, Winky yeah. Face. Yeah, well, this is it. The, the thing that I've always found with the Advent calendars is you do have to spend a bit of money to get them. Um, and I love surprises. 
if they're good ones. Um, I don't want to spend like 300 bucks on a whiskey advent calendar, and most of it is from Western Australia. Mm. Oh, and so probably probably the thing that I also have to mention was that one was um, 299 bucks. Yeah, well, there you go. 300 bucks was not far off then, was it? 300 bucks for 25 Australian whiskies. Let's let's uh, toss that one up with another one that Kate was looking at, which was um, well, actually, she was she was tossing up between. So this this is from um, Whiskey Loot. Yep, they've actually they've actually got four different uh, spirit calendars. Um, they've got yeah. a whiskey one, a gin one, a spirits one, and a collectors one, which is the posh one. Ooh. So th- the whiskey one is twenty four whiskeys, not not twenty five. Twenty four. You don't get one on Christmas Day. For three hundred and forty nine bucks. Three hundred forty nine, right. Ten so, different ten different countries and sixteen regions. Yeah. So that first white possum one was just Australian stuff. Whereas this one is from around the world. Now you can get a bit more I wanna say I, I, I wanna sound like one of the kids and people are probably gonna shout at me for this. Bougie with it. Dead! Stop saying the word bougie. I don't know what it means. I'm, I'm too old. I don't <laughs> understand. Young people have said it around me and I've not really understood what they meant by it. I just wanted to say it to sound cool. Come on. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Kate, Kate was originally like weighing up the Australian one for... 299 bucks but then she's like well my husband actually like really likes top shelf whiskey he was like well don't we all <laughs> but this one is 479 bucks oh yeah has it got any uh, examples of what's in that one like can you find out well actually no actually sorry I should say it was it was 399 bucks if you got the super early bird release alright then it went to 439 bucks and now it's 479 bucks because yeah, they have to keep making more it's got Harder to find high priced tasters, including a twenty five year old dram. A twenty five year old dram. Yeah, yeah it doesn't actually say what's in there though. This one, yep. this one's, this is very coy. Oh no, I can I can actually be a Grinch and spoil what's in there. I am a Grinch. <laughs> Ooh, it tells me all the things. Let's do a spoiler on what's in this whiskey. In the four hundred and seventy dollar one. Okay, okay. So, Abelau double matured fourteen year old single malt. Sure. Archie Rose, mm-hmm. single malt. Our big Cory Brecken. Good stuff. Balblay 18. Oh. Cape Byron, original single malt. Very nice, yeah. Australia. Coastal Stone Shiraz cask. Coastal Stone. Don't much about them. Australia. Yep. Glen Farkless, 25. Ah, oh, there's the 25. We should, we should have guessed Glen Farkless yeah. before. Glen Morangini, 18. Yeah. Kalara. Oh, doesn't nice. say which, just yeah, yeah. Kalara. King Lake, Cool Rummings. Yeah, right. So we've had some King Lake. Cura, single cask, 18-year-old Japanese. Ah. Uh, Lark, 2021 Christmas cask. Ah, yes. Limeburner's beer finish, single malt. Mm. Uh, Michelle Covar, candid, old Portney, 18. Very nice. Penderen ex Moscatel. Cool. And then the Westwood American single malt cask. So... Like that—that that sounds all very well and good. It is quite expensive. Um, how how big are the pores? Do they say are they thirty thi- mils? They're thirty mils. They're so 30. I'm just going to put it out there. I've just done a bit of quick math. I uh, got my calculator out. So essentially, that works out to be twenty dollars a dram. Yeah. Okay. But let let's change things up a bit. Let's let's go to the whiskey club. Yeah. We're, so the whiskey club is one that I was going to bring up because they do yeah. an advert calendar. Yeah, they year. do do it. Uh, and I, I mean, always think about maybe this is the year I get one. And I now, never do. so this one, mm. this one is. Three hundred and forty dollars, mm-hmm. and it includes a thirty-two-year-old. Oh, Glen Farkless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, no, no. It's, it's a thirty-two-year-old single grain in in Gordon. This one doesn't give me a grinching off option, but it it has ones from various places around the world. Yeah. Um. But I, I feel like the whiskey club would probably give you a pretty good mix of Well, things. they do have access to stuff. And, like, if you think about it, like, you're paying 20 Well, you're probably paying less than $20 a dram for the whiskey club. You're probably paying, like, $15 a dram. And there's probably $10 worth of whiskey in there, if you think about the bottle prices on average. Um, and then you think about the time it takes to actually fill little 30 mil samples because you've got to pour it from a bottle. So you've got to have someone filling all these things, packaging them up. That's a lot of yeah. time and effort that goes into that. Yeah. So, um... 
yeah, that's where the expense comes from, I think, is the packaging. Mm. Um, if you did like a single distillery thing and they had like this automated system, then I'm sure they could do it much cheaper for you. But um, yeah, yeah no, this is this is handmade by someone in a in a um whiskey shipment warehouse somewhere, just filling little thirty mil bottles. I bet they hate it. I bet it's like bloody Christmas coming up. I have to make the freaking advent calendars all yeah. over again. It's the least favorite time of year. So the last one I want to mention though mm. here. And this this is the one. <clears throat> if anyone's listening, um, I, I actually wouldn't mind a crack at. Um, so this is this is actually another white possum one, and it's it's their 123 years of Escher edition. Now Escher, you know you know the name. This is the the host of The Bachelor, is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> Escher, think think um, mind bending artwork. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the stairs that. Now let, let me let me show you this the picture of this box. This this is actually a very cool box. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Speaking of those stairs, very nice. Yeah, yeah. What are, what are you seeing? What am I seeing? Um, white possums climbing in every direction, um, and yeah, no, some um, windows yeah. in the ceiling and walls and floor. So this one is um, two hundred eighty nine bucks. That's less than the other one. Yeah, it's less than the other one. It includes. Peated and unpeated single malts, whiskies finished in bourbon, cherry, port, and musket casks, a couple of rye whiskies, a few single barrel releases, and more. And more. Some of these beauties have won major international awards, while others are undiscovered gems for you have heard of. So, yeah, it's probably a bit of a mixed bag of Australian whiskies. Yeah. So they're, they're all Australian. They're all Australian in their twenty-five by thirty mils um, Aussie ones. Probably some of the ones that we've. That we've had before that probably aren't. I'm sure, they're, yeah. They're very good. But, but you know, that only works out to be a bit over eleven dollars each for yeah. that one. So you're I love, I love eleven dollars a day. Yeah. Um so anyway, that that's the one that I would go for just because I like the box and I'm a bit of a uh, magpie when it comes to well, it's almost like obviously the quality is good, but it's more of an experience, isn't mm. it? It's more of like having fun with it. How how do you feel about the concept of an advent calendar in general? Um, yeah, I as a kid loved it. Um, my wife still to this day gets very excited about them. I I like the idea of it, but I, I sort of run out of steam by about day twelve, mm. and then most of it just remains unopened. And maybe Christmas Day, I'll just open everything and then just go from there. Yeah, I'm not very good at a once a day thing. That just doesn't suit my schedule. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what about the idea of a uh, whiskey advent calendar. Well, yeah, you see, this is the thing. My only whiskey advent calendar experience is one of my own making. Mm. So what I did is I got, because I have a lot of open bottles, that's just how I roll, I got about 25 to 30 of those out and I bought some little plastic containers and I told my wife to pour a 30 mil pour of each one into these plastic containers, um, record on a piece of paper which one is which, number them 1 to 25, and that was going to be my advent calendar. And I was going to, yeah, pour it for myself, try and guess what it was, you know, try and discover it without knowledge of it. And I had a really good time, and I actually, most of them I was really accurate with, except for a few, which completely bamboozled me. And I ran out of steam at about day 14, <laughs> and which is a shame because she saved some of the, the Octomores and the fancy ones till last, and they never got open. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. Forget all those... Uh fancy commercial ones that we've just talked about. If you really want to have a proper personal Christmas experience, get your loved other person, friend, someone in your life to help put together a personal uh, whiskey Christmas advent calendar for you. I mean, it obviously involves you having enough whiskey to... Yes. You you need at least uh, 25 whiskeys, let's say, if you're doing the, the whole run. You could just do a, a, an abbreviated one if you've only got a few. But um, And I just want to also say that I also put some chocolates in some boxes for her with numbers 1 to 25 as well, so on yeah, nice. and different lollies and things. Yeah, but but see, compared to compared to the ones that we've just been talking about, this is the one that's done with real love, and you you already know the whiskeys, and you can already sort of have, have a really personal experience with it. Hmm. So I, th- I, th- I think... Maybe actually at the end of the day, that's the way to go. Gotta say, Teddy boy, I'm looking forward to Christmas Day. Yeah, what's on for you? Um, well, uh, Christmas with my half of the family this year. But um, yeah, I don't have to travel too far, which means there's always a lift home, which means that I can open something special. And I think I've already mentioned that um, a certain ovary is being opened on Christmas Day. You know how, you know how the story of that came about? 
uh, how you happened to get it or how the particular backstory no, of that whiskey happened? No, how I bought it. How you um, bought it. The backstory is uh, simple, like Casey Overeem sort of does a, a man a promise every year and this is the current one. This this actually my blend. Sometimes it's been a single barrel, or sometimes it's been this or that. This is this is a blend of um all of their their whiskeys. So I'm um, I'm interested to see just whether everything it's, they just yeah like, I'm interested it's going to be see if it's going to be better than some of the single casts or not because sometimes um the the blends will sort of as we've talked about sort of um, shave off a few of those interesting corners, but could make it better. And uh, obviously Casey's no mug, so keen to try it. No, so I was ordering more over in whiskey for the bar for Eastford Creek. And um, Jane was like, yep, I will send you those. Um, don't suppose I can tempt you with a man of promise. I'm like, uh, well, I don't need another whiskey for the bar because my wife will kill me. That's not what I said in the email, but that was the reason. Um, and I did then go on to say, but, you know, it'll look quite good on my shelf. Reply from Jane, no worries. I'll uh, charge you the same price. No postage. So I was like, yeah, let's let's bring a man of promise home. Have a good time, good time. And uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. So I thought, okay, I think she, I think it was Jane that mentioned you don't want one for Christmas, and it's like, okay, Christmas is a good excuse. We got distracted. What were we talking about? Oh, the end. Yes, um, we're going to say thank you everyone for tuning in throughout the year. Um, any little shout outs that you want to include before we um finish things up? Well, obviously, first and foremost, all our Patreons. You guys are absolute legends. Um, I want to I send a special shout-out to Lord Walden, who posts the most amazing, entertaining posts um, and replies to comments and things. Like, he is... Uh, the the reason that, that it works, because I just get a giggle every time he posts anything. Yeah, actually, sorry, Lord Walden, I apologise. I need to come back to you on several different uh, comments that you've left. And I just haven't quite got around to answering them yet. I am very sorry, but you are a absolute bloody legend. Can we can we give him a bonus dram this month? Yes. Yes, for the best comments. It's an award. It's a new award. Best comments on Whiskey Waffle. Yeah. I'd also like to give yeah, just a perennial shout out to Cleon. He's a he's a great guy. He is a great supporter of ours. And he is has great enthusiasm for whiskey so he's also an amazing whiskey writer as well yeah he's if if you haven't um haven't seen his stuff he's he actually he actually goes under a pseudonym which i don't, I don't which know confused why. me at first yeah he posts he posted on a site called Dramface, and if you find written by calder june i'll see a l d yeah calder 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 june it, it's easier to it's easy to read than it is to say, but it's easy to say an American accent. Caledoon, Caledoon. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Cleon. You are a legend. I'd also like to give a bit of a uh, shout out to Dave Taylor as well. That guy. Yeah. Still, still checks in with us. Still sees how we're going. Still interested in what's going on. Uh, shout out to all at our chapel and communion fam, yeah. um, Andrew Turner, who has, um, yeah, support us with our whiskey sessions. Uh, also, shout out to Alex Gray, his buddy who has built half of the stuff that um, Andrew's work with, and um, yeah, loyal listeners to the pod. Another shout out to our amazing artist, Ariel, um, our tame artist, Ariel. She, yep. she, yeah. She does some great stuff. Um, and she, she absolutely just like, I'll, I'll tell her, like, when we did our Christmas thing recently, she was like, oh, so what do you want? I was like, uh, what are we going to do? Oh, us in stockings. <laughs> and she came back with, yeah, just amazing artwork. Was, yeah, yeah. You, you, you meant like sort of sexy stockings. like up Yeah, I least, know. No, I mean, she painted us in she, like Christmas stockings. She, meant, she missed the mark entirely, but I mean, it was it was entirely <laughs> it was appropriate picture, for yeah. Christmas. One, one thing I have been thinking of for a while, and I... I do need to get up in the new year is my willy, but <laughs> no, no. One day, Ted, one day. Um, Too much whiskey. Yeah, no. One thing I have been thinking of getting up is picking a couple of my favorite um, whiskey waffle poster designs and putting them out there as a poll and seeing what you guys would be interested in is maybe some t-shirts. Ooh, There's some merch. really good ones there. There are some yeah. really good ones there. I've I've got a couple in particular that I'm like, mm. these would make a great t-shirt. Oh, well then. We need to engage with people a bit more then. Um, Have we forgotten anyone? Absolutely. We've forgotten yes. so many people. But the tas- you know, the, the It'll Tasmanian be your turn next year. Australian and world whiskey communities. Pers- personally, from my from my perspective, something that I really enjoy, like 
I will say, bugger you lot, is just getting the opportunity sort of once in a while to sit down with my best mate here and just have a have a have a session together. I mean, we we it's talk a good about excuse, isn't it? we talk about whiskey, but it's also just hanging out with each other and having some time together. So, I mean, I personally really enjoy that. And, and uh, you know excuse. what? It works. It works doubly for me because oh, we get to do it, and then I get to experience it all over again when I cut it together. Yeah. Um, no, we've uh, we've actually got a, a lovely record of all her hanging out. Like, if you ever want to go back and remember what it was like back in the day, we've mm. got all these episodes that we can go and revisit. Yeah, no, it's good. And, uh, occasionally, after a, a few drams in the evening, I'll stick on one of our old episodes and be transported back to a, a day where... We're uh, younger and drunker. Yeah. <laughs> younger and equally drunk. I feel that our podcasting presentation has improved over the years we're still a bit pissed especially at this time of the night yeah but if you go back and listen to some of those very early episodes it's yeah we're pretty cooked uh you're not wrong yeah but you know that's what made them special Mm. um but there was one in the middle i remember the ardbeg black review Go back and find that one because that was that was one of the most drunk i've ever been during a review because we always do peter at the end of the night um, we can't do a Peter review early and then go and taste something else. So we save it to the end and bloody hell, I was unable to really stitch together coherent sentences, but clever editing and, yeah. uh, wise words from my colleague got me through. Toasted like a newly charred barrel. Like a transwood tour demonstration. Yeah. Look, I think at the end of the day, thank you everyone. Look, I think at the end... <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, I think... <laughs> Look, at the end of the day... I at the end of the day, thank another you day older. Everyone for listening. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you. Cheers, everyone, for being part of this. And, uh, yeah, what can I say but keep on waffling. And good night. Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. One, one thing I have been thinking of for a while, and I, I do need to get up in the new year, is my willy, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. One day, Ted, one day. Um, Too much whiskey.